Section 18 of Essays, Book 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Cynthia Moyer. Essays, Book 2 by Michel de Montaigne. Translated by Charles Cotton. Of Presumption, Part 2 agility and address i never had and yet am the son of a very active and sprightly father who continued to be so to an extreme old age i have scarce known any man of his condition his equal in all bodily exercises as i have seldom met with any who have not excelled me except in running at which i was pretty good in music or singing for which i have a very unfit voice or to play on any sort of instrument they could never teach me anything in dancing tennis or wrestling i could never arrive to more than an ordinary pitch in swimming fencing vaulting and leaping to none at all my hands are so clumsy that i cannot even write so as to read it myself so that i had rather do what i have scribbled over again than take upon me the trouble to make it out i do not read much better than i write and feel that i weary my auditors otherwise i am not a bad clerk i cannot decently fold up a letter nor could ever make a pen nor carve at table worth a pin nor saddle a horse nor carry a hawk and fly her nor hunt the dogs nor lure a hawk nor speak to a horse in fine my bodily qualities are very well suited to those of my soul there is nothing sprightly only a full and firm vigour i am patient enough of labour and pains but it is only when i go voluntary to work and only so long as my own desire prompts me to it moliter austerum studio falente laborem study softly beguiling severe labour horace satires two two twelve otherwise if i am not allured with some pleasure or have other guide than my own pure and free inclination i am good for nothing for i am of a humour that life and health excepted there is nothing for which i will bite my nails and that i will purchase at the price of torment of mind and constraint tanti mihi non sit opaci omnis arinatagi quodque in mare volvitur aurum i would not buy rich tagus sands so dear nor all the gold that lies in the sea juvenal satires three fifty four extremely idle extremely given up to my own inclination both by nature and art i would as willingly lend a man my blood as my pains i have a soul free and entirely its own and accustomed to guide itself after its own fashion having hitherto never had either master or governor imposed upon me i have walked as far as i would and at the pace that best pleased myself 
this is it that has rendered me unfit for the service of others and has made me of no use to any one but myself nor was there any need of forcing my heavy and lazy disposition for being born to such a fortune as i had reason to be contented with a reason nevertheless that a thousand others of my acquaintance would have rather made use of for a plank upon which to pass over in search of higher fortune to tumult and disquiet and with as much intelligence as i required i sought for no more and also got no more non agimur tumidis velis aquilones secundo non tamen adversis aetitam ducimus austris viribus ingenio specie virtute loco re extremi primorum extremis usque priores the northern wind does not agitate our sails nor auster trouble our course with storms in strength talent figure virtue honour wealth we are short of the foremost but before the last horace epodes two 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 hundred one i had only need of what was sufficient to content me which nevertheless is a government of soul to take it right equally difficult in all sorts of conditions and that of custom we see more easily found in want than in abundance forasmuch peradventure as according to the course of our other passions the desire of riches is more sharpened by their use than by the need of them and the virtue of moderation more rare than that of patience and i never had anything to desire but happily to enjoy the estate that god by his bounty had put into my hands i have never known anything of trouble and have had little to do in anything but the management of my own affairs or if i have it has been upon condition to do it at my own leisure and after my own method committed to my trust by such as had a confidence in me who did not importune me and who knew my humour for good horsemen will make shift to get service out of a rusty and broken-winded jade even my infancy was trained up after a gentle and free manner and exempt from any rigorous subjection all this has helped me to a complexion delicate and incapable of solicitude even to that degree that i love to have my losses and the disorders wherein i am concerned concealed from me in the account of my expenses i put down what my negligence costs me in feeding and maintaining it haec nempe supersunt quae dominum fallunt quae prosunt furibus that overplus which the owner knows not of but which benefits the thieves horace epodes one six hundred forty five i love not to know what i have that i may be less sensible of my loss 
i entreat those who serve me where affection and integrity are absent to deceive me with something like a decent appearance for want of constancy enough to support the shock of adverse accidents to which we are subject and of patience seriously to apply myself to the management of my affairs i nourish as much as i can this in myself wholly leaving all to fortune to take all things at the worst and to resolve to bear that worst with temper and patience that is the only thing i aim at and to which i apply my whole meditation in a danger i do not so much consider how i shall escape it as of how little importance it is whether i escape it or no should i be left dead upon the place what matter not being able to govern events i govern myself and apply myself to them if they will not apply themselves to me i have no great art to evade escape from or force fortune and by prudence to guide and incline things to my own bias i have still less patience to undergo the troublesome and painful care therein required and the most uneasy condition for me is to be suspended on urgent occasions and to be agitated betwixt hope and fear deliberation even in things of lightest moment is very troublesome to me and i find my mind more put to it to undergo the various tumblings and tossings of doubt and consultation than to set up its rest and to acquiesce in whatever shall happen after the die is thrown few passions break my sleep but of deliberations the least will do it as in roads i preferably avoid those that are sloping and slippery and put myself into the beaten track how dirty or deep soever where i can fall no lower and there seek my safety so i love misfortunes that are purely so that do not torment and tease me with the uncertainty of their growing better but that at the first push plunge me directly into the worst that can be expected dubia plus torquent mala doubtful ills plague us worst seneca agamemnon three one twenty nine in events i carry myself like a man in conduct like a child the fear of the fall more fevers me than the fall itself the game is not worth the candle the covetous man fares worse with his passion than the poor and the jealous man than the cuckold and a man oft-times loses more by defending his vineyard than if he gave it up the lowest walk is the safest tis the seat of constancy you have there need of no one but yourself tis there founded and wholly stands upon its own basis 
has not this example of a gentleman very well known some air of philosophy in it he married being well advanced in years having spent his youth in good fellowship a great talker and a great jeerer calling to mind how much the subject of cuckoldry had given him occasion to talk and scoff at others to prevent them from paying him in his own coin he married a wife from a place where any one finds what he wants for his money good morrow strumpet good morrow cuckold and there was not anything wherewith he more commonly and openly entertained those who came to see him than with this design of his by which he stopped the private chattering of mockers and blunted all the point from this reproach as to ambition which is neighbour or rather daughter to presumption fortune to advance me must have come and taken me by the hand for to trouble myself for an uncertain hope and to have submitted myself to all the difficulties that accompany those who endeavour to bring themselves into credit in the beginning of their progress i could never have done it spem pretio non emo i will not purchase hope with ready money or i do not purchase hope at a price terence adelphi two three eleven i apply myself to what i see and to what i have in my hand and go not very far from the shore alter remus aquas alter tibi radat arenas one oar plunging into the sea the other raking the sands propertius three three twenty three and besides a man rarely arrives at these advancements but in first hazarding what he has of his own and i am of opinion that if a man have sufficient to maintain him in the condition wherein he was born and brought up tis a great folly to hazard that upon the uncertainty of augmenting it he to whom fortune has denied whereon to set his foot and to settle a quiet and composed way of living is to be excused if he venture what he has because happen what will necessity puts him upon shifting for himself capienda rebus in malis praeceps via est a course is to be taken in bad cases or a desperate case must have a desperate course seneca agamemnon two one forty seven and i rather excuse a younger brother for exposing what his friends have left him to the courtesy of fortune than him with whom the honour of his family is entrusted who cannot be necessitous but by his own fault i have found a much shorter and more easy way by the advice of the good friends i had in my younger days to free myself from any such ambition and to sit still 
cui sit conditio dulcis sine povere palmae what condition can compare with that where one has gained the palm without the dust of the course horace epodes one one fifty one judging rightly enough of my own strength that it was not capable of any great matters and calling to mind the saying of the late chancellor olivier that the french were like monkeys that swarm up a tree from branch to branch and never stop till they come to the highest and there shew their breech torpe est quod nequeas capiti committere pondus et pressum inflexo mox dare terga genu it is a shame to load the head so that it cannot bear the burden and the knees give way propertius three nine five i should find the best qualities i have useless in this age the facility of my manners would have been called weakness and negligence my faith and conscience scrupulosity and superstition my liberty and freedom would have been reputed troublesome inconsiderate and rash ill luck is good for something it is good to be born in a very depraved age for so in comparison of others you shall be reputed virtuous good cheap he who in our days is but a parricide and a sacrilegious person is an honest man and a man of honour nunc si depositum non inficiatur amicus si redat veterem cum tota erugina folem prodigiosa fides et tuscis digna libellis quaeque coronata lustrare debeat agna now if a friend does not deny his trust but restores the old purse with all its rust tis a prodigious faith worthy to be enrolled in amongst the tuscan annals and a crowned lamb should be sacrificed to such exemplary integrity juvenal satires thirteen six hundred eleven and never was time or place wherein princes might propose to themselves more assured or greater rewards for virtue and justice the first who shall make it his business to get himself into favour and esteem by those ways i am much deceived if he do not and by the best title outstrip his competitors force and violence can do something but not always all we see merchants country justices and artisans go cheek by jowl with the best gentry in valour and military knowledge they perform honourable actions both in public engagements and private quarrels they fight duels they defend towns in our present wars a prince stifles his special recommendation renown in this crowd let him shine bright in humanity truth loyalty temperance and especially in justice marks rare unknown and exiled 
tis by no other means but by the sole good will of the people that he can do his business and no other qualities can attract their good will like those as being of the greatest utility to them nil est tam populare quam bonitas nothing is so popular as an agreeable manner goodness cicero pro legario one hundred twelve by this standard i had been great and rare just as i find myself now pygmy and vulgar by the standard of some past ages wherein if no other better qualities concurred it was ordinary and common to see a man moderate in his revenges gentle in resenting injuries religious of his word neither double nor supple nor accommodating his faith to the will of others or the turns of the times i would rather see all affairs go to wreck and ruin than falsify my faith to secure them for as to this new virtue of feigning and dissimulation which is now in so great credit i mortally hate it and of all vices find none that evidences so much baseness and meanness of spirit tis a cowardly and servile humour to hide and disguise a man's self under a visor and not to dare to show himself what he is tis by this our servants are trained up to treachery being brought up to speak what is not true they make no conscience of a lie a generous heart ought not to belie its own thoughts it will make itself seen within all there is good or at least human aristotle reputes it the office of magnanimity openly and professedly to love and hate to judge and speak with all freedom and not to value the approbation or dislike of others in comparison of truth apollonius said it was for slaves to lie and for freemen to speak truth tis the chief and fundamental part of virtue we must love it for itself he who speaks truth because he is obliged so to do and because it serves him and who is not afraid to lie when it signifies nothing to anybody is not sufficiently true my soul naturally abominates lying and hates the very thought of it i have an inward shame and a sharp remorse if sometimes a lie escapes me as sometimes it does being surprised by occasions that allow me no premeditation a man must not always tell all for that were folly but what a man says should be what he thinks otherwise tis knavery i do not know what advantage men pretend to by eternally counterfeiting and dissembling if not never to be believed when they speak the truth it may once or twice pass with men but to profess the concealing their thought and to brag as some of our princes have done 
that they would burn their shirts if they knew their true intentions which was a saying of the ancient metellius of macedon and that they who know not how to dissemble know not how to rule is to give warning to all who have anything to do with them that all they say is nothing but lying and deceit quo quis versutior et calidior est hoc invisior et suspectior detracto opinione probitatis by how much any one is more subtle and cunning by so much is he hated and suspected the opinion of his integrity being withdrawn cicero de officiis two nine it were a great simplicity in any one to lay any stress either on the countenance or word of a man who has put on a resolution to be always another thing without than he is within as tiberius did and i cannot conceive what part such persons can have in conversation with men seeing they produce nothing that is received as true whoever is disloyal to truth is the same to falsehood also those of our time who have considered in the establishment of the duty of a prince the good of his affairs only and have preferred that to the care of his faith and conscience might have something to say to a prince whose affairs fortune had put into such a posture that he might for ever establish them by only once breaking his word but it will not go so they often buy in the same market they make more than one piece and enter into more than one treaty in their lives gain tempt to the first breach of faith and almost always presents itself as in all other ill acts sacrileges murders rebellions treasons as being undertaken for some kind of advantage but this first gain has infinite mischievous consequences throwing this prince out of all correspondence and negotiation by this example of infidelity soliman of the ottoman race a race not very solicitous of keeping their words or compacts when in my infancy he made his army land at otranto being informed that mercurino di gratinare and the inhabitants of castro were detained prisoners after having surrendered the place contrary to the articles of their capitulation sent orders to have them set at liberty saying that having other great enterprises in hand in those parts the disloyalty though it carried a show of present utility would for the future bring on him a disrepute and distrust of infinite prejudice now for my part i had rather be troublesome and indiscreet than a flatterer and a dissembler i confess that there may be some mixture of pride and obstinacy in keeping myself so upright and open as i do without any consideration of others and methinks i am a little too free where i ought least to be so 
and that i grow hot by the opposition of respect and it may be also that i suffer myself to follow the propension of my own nature for want of art using the same liberty speech and countenance towards great persons that i bring with me from my own house i am sensible how much it declines towards incivility and indiscretion but besides that i am so bred i have not a wit supple enough to evade a sudden question and to escape by some evasion nor to feign a truth nor memory enough to retain it so feigned nor truly assurance enough to maintain it and so play the brave out of weakness and therefore it is that i abandon myself to candour always to speak as i think both by complexion and design leaving the event to fortune aristippus was wont to say that the principal benefit he had extracted from philosophy was that he spoke freely and openly to all memory is a faculty of wonderful use and without which the judgment can very hardly perform its office for my part i have none at all what any one will propound to me he must do it piecemeal for to answer a speech consisting of several heads i am not able i could not receive a commission by word of mouth without a notebook and when i have a speech of consequence to make if it be long i am reduced to the miserable necessity of getting by heart word for word what i am to say i should otherwise have neither method nor assurance being in fear that my memory would play me a slippery trick but this way is no less difficult to me than the other i must have three hours to learn three verses and besides in a work of a man's own the liberty and authority of altering the order of changing a word incessantly varying the matter makes it harder to stick in the memory of the author the more i mistrust it the worse it is it serves me best by chance i must solicit it negligently for if i press it tis confused and after it once begins to stagger the more i sound it the more it is perplexed it serves me at its own hour not at mine and the same defect i find in my memory i find also in several other parts i fly command obligation and constraint that which i can otherwise naturally and easily do if i impose it upon myself by an express and strict injunction i cannot do it even the members of my body which have a more particular jurisdiction of their own sometimes refuse to obey me if i enjoin them a necessary service at a certain hour this tyrannical and compulsive appointment baffles them they shrink up either through fear or spite and fall into a trance being once in a place where it is looked upon as barbarous discourtesy 
not to pledge those who drink to you though i had there all liberty allowed me i tried to play the good fellow out of respect to the ladies who were there according to the custom of the country but there was sport enough for this pressure and preparation to force myself contrary to my custom and inclination so stopped my throat that i could not swallow one drop and was deprived of drinking so much as with my meat i found myself gorged and my thirst quenched by the quantity of drink that my imagination had swallowed this effect is most manifest in such as have the most vehement and powerful imagination but it is natural notwithstanding and there is no one who does not in some measure feel it they offered an excellent archer condemned to die to save his life if he would show some notable proof of his art but he refused to try fearing lest the too great contention of his will should make him shoot wide and that instead of saving his life he should also lose the reputation he had got of being a good marksman a man who thinks of something else will not fail to take over and over again the same number and measure of steps even to an inch in the place where he walks but if he made it his business to measure and count them he will find that what he did by nature and accident he cannot so exactly do by design my library which is a fine one among those of the village type is situated in a corner of my house if anything comes into my head that i have a mind to search or to write lest i should forget it in but going across the court i am fain to commit it to the memory of some other if i venture in speaking to digress never so little from my subject i am infallibly lost which is the reason that i keep myself in discourse strictly close i am forced to call the men who serve me either by the names of their offices or their country for names are very hard for me to remember i can tell indeed that there are three syllables that it has a harsh sound and that it begins or ends with such a letter but that's all and if i should live long i do not doubt but i should forget my own name as some others have done Masala corvinus was two years without any trace of memory which is also said of georgius trapezuntius for my own interest i often meditate what a kind of life theirs was and if without this faculty i should have enough left to support me with any manner of ease and prying narrowly into it i fear that this privation if absolute destroys all the other functions of the soul plenus rimarum sum hac atque iliac perfluo i'm full of chinks and leak out every way terence eunicus two two twenty three it has befallen me more than once 
to forget the watchword i had three hours before given or received and to forget where i had hidden my purse whatever cicero is pleased to say i help myself to lose what i have a particular care to lock safe up memoria certe non modo philosophiam sed omnis vitae usum omnesque artes una maxime continet it is certain that memory contains not only philosophy but all the arts and all that appertain to the use of life cicero academica two seven memory is the receptacle and case of science and therefore mine being so treacherous if i know little i cannot much complain i know in general the names of the arts and of what they treat but nothing more i turn over books i do not study them what i retain i no longer recognize as another's tis only what my judgment has made its advantage of the discourses and imaginations in which it has been instructed the author place words and other circumstances i immediately forget and i am so excellent at forgetting that i no less forget my own writings and compositions than the rest i am very often quoted to myself and am not aware of it whoever should inquire of me where i had the verses and examples that i have here huddled together would puzzle me to tell him and yet i have not borrowed them but from famous and known authors not contenting myself that they were rich if i moreover had them not from rich and honourable hands where there is a concurrence of authority with reason it is no great wonder if my book run the same fortune that other books do if my memory lose what i have written as well as what i have read and what i give as well as what i receive end of section eighteen